Listen to the Rewinding Minute with Leon. The following episode is commercial-free, courtesy of the listener support contributions to the Rewinding Minute. Please consider contributing to the podcast to help us remain commercial-free. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 5 of the Rewinding Minute. I'm Leon, your host, and I'm joined by special guest Ryan Cleary. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for being the first official guest on the Rewinding Minute. It's a pleasure to have you, and I just think I'm really excited for what we have in store for the listeners out there. Um, we've known each other for quite some time, so I just want to be able to share your experiences, your knowledge, your background with the listeners and people that stumble upon the podcast. So how about, yeah, so Ryan, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, um, let's see. I recently graduated with um, my Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and Bachelor of Science in Computer Science this past May from St. Joseph's College um, on Long Island. You know, the school that we also went to, uh, that you also went to. Um, So um, right now I am currently um, attending Adelphi. Um, I started pursuing my master's there in mental health counseling. And um, I'm kind of excited to just see what happens next. Well, that's great. Um, And folks, double major in psych and computer science. Uh, So have you been able to, what's, why did you decide to get into both psych and computer science? Well, um, I kind of had this drive to become a therapist ever since freshman year of high school. I knew that I wanted to at least go into the psych field and figure out if I wanted that for sure. But I was already very motivated to move into that field. College really helped me with that. But honestly, I had just come in with so many extra credits um, from high school, just taking advanced placement tests, that I wanted to explore another field that was somewhat different from psychology to see if I'm sure that this is the field I want to go into. And also as another extra skill that I could use either in tandem with my my practice in psychology or as something on the side that's something i'm still trying to figure out but it definitely has helped build a lot of intellectual skills problem solving skills that i may um would have been able i maybe would have um gotten from my studies in psychology but i feel like i was able to take a lot of um take advantage of a lot of that in computer science as well. Okay, great. So you had mentioned that you wanted to be a counselor since freshman year of high school. Is that correct? Yes. So like what, what made you choose the program at Adelphi in mental health counseling versus another program or another university's program? So um, I really enjoyed how esteemed they were for their psychotherapy program. I really was drawn to the, after I had the interview at the school, I was very drawn to the faculty there, um, how there's a lot of emphasis on research there and a lot of research opportunities as a result. 
And um, again, their Steam, they, if I remember correctly, they're one of the top schools for second dynamic studies in the world. So it's very um, humbling to be able to go to a school like that, as opposed to the other schools that were great in their own regard, but um, there were certain aspects that fell a little bit short for me. Okay, that's fair. So in addition to your current career aspirations as a mental health counselor, and obviously that program opens more doors than just that one profession, but in terms of your personal interest uh, with tarot, Reiki, how does that all overlap? How does that all encompass, or is it just completely separate and your personal interests are kind of just your personal interest? Is there uh, a big overlap? Is there, how does your interest help you with your current career aspirations? So I started with tarot um, probably about two years ago, and I had discovered it um, as an interest for myself through a friend. And as I became more interested in it, I saw not only how it could really help me, but it could also help other people. Um, something that people don't, uh, I think the general public doesn't necessarily understand about tarot yet is that even though it can predict future outcomes, it does only um, show one potential future in that moment. And it may be the strongest possible one, um, but we all have different streams that we could follow down to make different choices and to follow different futures. So in that regard, tarot itself can really be used as a guidance tool instead of a fortune-telling tool. So instead of it being prescriptive, it can be descriptive. I had read about that, um, that phrasing in a book that um, really bridged the gap between psychotherapy and tarot and how tarot can employ a good deal of counseling skills um, so for someone who is a psychotherapist and wants to incorporate tarot into their practice, or someone who is a tarot reader and wants to enhance their sessions with their clients um, so they can be more fulfilling, there is a lot of, a good, a good deal of overlap in terms of the therapeutic skills that are used. So in that regard, I hope to, much like one of my friends has started doing, bring tarot into my psychotherapy practices once I become solidified in that practice on its own. And then I hope to bring in whatever arts and skills that I've developed slowly into that practice of psychotherapy as seems fit. So Reiki is also something that I had gotten myself into. Um, and I felt really gravitated towards it for numerous reasons, but one of the biggest ones being that it can really help open up a lot of things for people, things especially that have been repressed um, or blocked for those people. So it gives them an opportunity to open up, which in, in, in which psychotherapy does a, a similar thing through different means. And Besides that, I'm starting to explore other arts to see um, what piques my interest and then also what 
I could also use in tandem with my practice as a psychotherapist in the future. Okay, very solid. So, obviously, with everything that comes in our life, people, we run into people that are skeptical about our interests and our passions. So, have you run into people that are skeptical about tarot readings and Reiki or other astrology things like that? Like, what's, do you run into people that are skeptical and give you negative feedback and criticism? Um, of course. I mean, even, it doesn't really matter what field you go into, whether it be something spiritually aligned or aligned in the sciences, you're going to get skepticism from people. So um, it's expected, especially with um, any spiritual arts, to have skepticism from people. So I'm accustomed to it at this point. Okay, so if, for those that are listening that are, you know, might be interested, but at the same time skeptical about these two areas, like what, what would you tell them? What's your, you know, advice? What's your feedback to the people that are skeptical, but on the other hand, those are not skeptical, but they want to try it out, but they're not, not, not sure if they want to get into this realm. So what, what are your thoughts about that? How would you convince people to kind of really uh, give it a try? Well, um, I have to say, that there's no part of me that wants to convince anyone of anything, truly, because we all come with our, our own belief sets right. and our own belief system. So I my advice would be for those people who are interested but still skeptical to, to try it out for themselves and see if that aligns with them on all levels and makes sense to them. Because... Even though I use tarot, I use Reiki, and I'm exploring other arts, they may not work for everyone. Just like psychotherapy doesn't work for everyone. You need to see what makes sense to you and understand why it makes sense to you. So to explore those things that you might be a little bit scared of and skeptical about, to see why you're scared and skeptical about them, so that you can solidify for yourself that this doesn't make sense to me for this list of reasons. And then there aren't any doubts. Because at the end of the day, it's not my job to convince other people that something works. To some level, those who are interested can see for themselves if they want to experience it. Um, Having that, having the experience of having a tarot reading, having a psychotherapy session, having a Reiki session, whatever they tend to be skeptical about, that's going to help convince them to say, all right, this is something that makes sense to me. I want to invest more energy in this, or I don't really like this. This isn't something for me. And I would say try it more than once, too, with different people. You could go to a tarot reader, and it could be someone you don't connect with, and same with a therapist, you know? I mean, usually when it comes to therapy, your first therapist is not the one you connect with, usually. In some cases, you connect very well with them. And same with your tarot reader, your Reiki practitioner. Um, so there might be people who are listening who might end up getting um, a reading from me. And they may not connect with me on the level that they thought. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's There's nothing wrong with them. And that doesn't 
reflect upon me either. It's just that the way that the two of us connect together just doesn't make sense and that someone else might be better suited for them. So um, in all, it's really about making sure that your skepticism is founded in fact and that you're not simply being skeptical because you don't understand it or you're scared of it. Um, and if you really don't like something, that you have reasons for not liking it. Well said, Ryan. So if anyone out there is listening and you have an interest and you might be wanting to get some readings, you know, just don't force yourself to get a reading and don't make, don't have anyone tell you that you're, you know, required to get readings or just force your way into it. You know, it takes time. Everyone's at a different point in their life. So when that, when that feeling and that thought kind of all aligns together, the opportunities are there. You just don't have to necessarily rush into believing in something that you might not believe right now or have some belief right now and things will change over time and I think you put it a very well said point Ryan and on top of that like how long did it take you to get you know experienced and how long did it take you to get you have to be certified to do Reiki am I incorrect it's what's what's the what's the kind of process that requires um to become a practitioner Okay, so with Reiki specifically, there are certifications. So just like with anything, um, different teachers will, when you get those certifications, will teach you differently. So um, finding someone that you feel connected to at first is um, something I recommend if anyone wants to get certified. And also having a general understanding of what it is before you invest yourself into it. Um, there are three certifications. So the first certification teaches you how to do it at the very basic level, um, learning about what Reiki is, how to give Reiki to yourself and other people, um, and ethical principles that come with that. Then the second certification gets into some intermediate techniques, looking at different Reiki symbols that are used to enhance healing sessions. Um, and then the third certification is for mastership. So you learn how to do attunements so you can um, help other people go through the training process themselves. So it's recommended that if you want to do Reiki and you want to teach other people to go for the mastership, but if you have no intention of teaching other people, it's important to go only as far as to because going for this, the third certification simply would not make any sense aside from calling yourself a Reiki master. Um, yeah, so um, the, 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 pro the training process I went through was um, a 14-hour training over the weekend per training session that was coupled with a 30-day personal practice to hone the skills that were practiced during the training session. So for that training course that you went through, what, what level are you certified at the moment? Currently, I'm certified at Reiki 2. I'm looking to do my mastership this coming summer so that eventually I'll be able to train other people as well. And for those that don't understand what Reiki is, can you 
give a kind of a summary or just basic information about what what it is? Yes. So Reiki is a form of spiritual healing. So it uses spiritual energy. Um, in Reiki, you call it life energy. So you're channeling that through your body as a practitioner, and you're passing that on to other people. It can also be used on other living beings that aren't humans, even plants, um, or you can pass it on to yourself as well. So I really enjoy the art because when done properly, it's a very passive healing process. It doesn't involve um, many negative side effects, if at all. Um, there possibly are some, just because when, en when positive energy is moving through you, that means negative energy is sort of being shifted around within your body and moving through your energetic alignment. So that process could maybe give headaches, body aches, um, and stuff like that. But it's nothing that won't um, go, away, go away eventually. The, the benefits really are um, wonderful, but it's important to understand that getting the healing session itself doesn't cure you of anything, um, and it's not a replacement for any sort of medical care. Um, we don't cure cancer with it, that sort of thing. Um, it's simply supplemental, just like taking medication is supplemental to your health. Um, so it's important to come up with that understanding that you're not going to be cured of anything, but it simply does help with any, it definitely helps with emotional healing, mental healing, um, moving through certain experiences, um, and certain recurring issues that you might be dealing with. So for those that might not necessarily understand it, at the moment and might require some extra research what are if you had to compare it with something else that's already you know widely known what what would you compare reiki with or is there a category in it of itself that you can't compare it with um the first thing that's coming to mind is like physical therapy i guess if you want to think of it um on a more physical level i mean we aren't doctors so it's not as if we go through this extraneous training process to then um perform this the training is much less um strenuous at this point um but it it still um comes with some important ethics that should be followed with how to take care of other people but I say physical therapy um, essentially because physical therapy really works with wherever that person is at and what injury they're dealing with to help rebuild, re rehabilitate them um, to get to a point that is uh, much more stable. So I guess you could say Reiki is similar to that, except we, we don't necessarily work on a specific thing with people, but... We simply send them the energy, and then the energy has its own intelligence. So you could, if you want to complete that analogy, you could even say the energy itself is the physical therapist and knows what it's doing. 
Well, that's I'm I'm blown away, guys. Um, I'm not very familiar with you know Reiki and tarot cards prior. I mean, I've had you know basic you know descriptions and you know explanations, but I feel like after like a well thought out explanation provides a more kind of like better understanding of what these areas are, and um, I think Ryan is someone that you should re- really reach out to if you are interested or even if you want to just do some basic research and, you know, check out different things to learn more about that. That's definitely something that, you know, it's it's always going to be there. The research can be done. Um, so in terms of your services, Ryan, like what do you what do you provide at the moment? Are you currently providing services? What's what are, what's the update with that? So, um, at this juncture, I provide tarot services, I provide Reiki services, um, I also have a service, um, where I combine tarot and Reiki together, where part of it is a reading and part of it is a healing session, um, so I typically do it by the half hour or the full hour with people, um, I don't have a specific place that I work out of yet. Um, just because grad school is very time consuming, um, I wouldn't go and dedicate a place to, to a place yet, but, um, I, I like to work where people feel comfortable working in. So whether that be at a park outside, um, or some sort of common ground place that makes sense for the both of us, um, so that, you know, I'm not going over to someone else's house or they're coming over to my house and all of that, where it can get um, a little difficult with that. And eventually I'm looking into doing astrology chart readings as I'm getting training for that now. Um, and possibly also palmistry, which is something I'm investing some time into as well. So um, the possibilities are opening up slowly. So what what for those that are not, you know, completely sure what astrology is, what what is astrology? So astrology is the study of um the planets that exist in our solar system and what effects that they have on our person. So each person is born with a respective natal chart, um, which which is essentially a chart of the positions of all of the planets when you were born. Um, so each planet holds a specific aspect of personality or lifestyle functioning that has an effect on the individual. And as astrologers, um, they look to see the connection between each of these planets and then what that could predict for people in their lifetime. Um, And then also comparing someone's natal chart to what planets are currently transiting. So what what signs they happen to be in um, and how that interacts with our specific natal chart. As most people are familiar, with, I'm sure, there are 12 zodiac signs that exist that describe different um, energetic states of each of the planets. Um, There is some um, 
I don't even want to say controversy, but some talk of a 13th sign that was sort of implemented into a newer um, age of astrology, which has brought in a lot of skepticism. Um, and there aren't many people that I see using that system since it shifts everything over and it's hard to compare to the older system as a result. So when it comes to a, a chart reading, usually an astrologer can tell someone about things that are that have been going on in their life um, and what those influences are. Um, and then also um, what things could possibly be coming up for them, what propensities that the universe has in store for them coming up in the next month, the next year. There's a lot that can be told about that. So just a, just a side note. The side note is don't confuse astrology with astronomy. But I don't know. I don't know if that's ever, you know, ran a situation that you ran into where people confuse the two, even though it's obvious there's a there's a key overlap. But, you know, those are two completely different things. So for anyone out there who likes astrology, astrology is astrology and astronomy is astronomy. You can like both, but those are two separate areas that. We, so you get the idea, right? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, so when you finish up those courses, like, what do you plan on doing with that? Um, so I'm looking to then um, add that to my list of services to offer to other people so um, that I can help people understand themselves better, um, understand certain propensities that they have for doing certain things, and then bringing that awareness to them so that they can make more educated choices about their life. Okay, and you also mentioned palmistry. Is that right? Is that what I how you pronounce it? Yes. So, have you? What's your current experience and uh, background with that? So, um, it's been very minimal, just because that kind of took a backseat for me for a little while. But um, I just found an interest in it um, because I've, I've been noticing how through my own work as a Reiki practitioner um, and as a tarot reader that our bodies tell us a lot about what's going on with our environment, what's going on with ourselves, um, whether that be simply on a physical level or that actually can extend to an emotional level, a mental level, even a spiritual level. And palmistry has been something that's been studied for a very long time. And being able to look at um, a window to um, our energy and our life is something so wonderful because it's so accessible. Um, so I've been working slowly to see um, how that fits in, if it does fit in. But even if that is something that I don't, I don't feel resonates with me, I definitely respect the art a lot just because um, it does take a certain type of thinking to really work with it and to receive information from palms. Um, and it does similar things that tarot and astrology can do, which is inform people about certain things that um, make sense for them to know 
and could possibly help them in making future decisions for themselves. Mind blowing. I'm just taking some time to really kind of, <laughs> you know, take in all these things that we've talked about so far, Reiki, tarot reading, astrology, palmistry. It's definitely something that they don't advertise on the big screens or something they don't advertise on commercials. But, um, oh, what are you saying, Ryan? Oh, um, I was just totally. And I mean, with, with a lot of these arts, it can be very misleading. Um, how it's represented in that people think that investing themselves in people who can perform these things can instantly solve problems for them. And that's very much not the case. And I want to make sure that that's known to people because, you know, just because you have a tarot reader tell you that you should invest in something like invest in a stock or, um, you should break up with your significant other doesn't necessarily mean that that is a 100% um, future that is predicted um, and that it's important to check in with yourself and to see what makes sense for you. Um, and if, if what that person is telling you feels right to you, then maybe to pursue that. But if it doesn't feel right, then um, understand why it doesn't feel right and what better choices there are to make because you can only get one glimpse from them and unfortunately you're going to have people out there that are going to try and take advantage of you especially since they are the people with the quote unquote expertise and knowing about this subject so they might manipulate you into buying things that you don't need a very common thing is that tarot readers will tell people that um, that that person has a curse on them um, and that buying this very specific thing that costs a lot of money will help them with that. Or doing this certain thing will protect them from the effects of that curse. So typically, if you have people like that do readings for you, whether they be tarot, palmistry, um, those are people you should really avoid. Um, tarot readers, Reiki practitioners, any other person who provides spiritual service for you should be there to help you and help you understand things that you may be overlooking or things that you need to be reminded of. And it shouldn't move further than that. It shouldn't be um, focused on money. It shouldn't be focused on any other material gain. It, they should simply be there for your growth and with your best interests in mind. So a lot of people can get a good sense of that when they really think about it. Um, think about those people as people who are simply providing a service for them, much as you would do the same for a doctor. You know, um, they're simply providing a service for you and there are people who might take advantage of you. So, it's important to feel out those people for yourself. Definitely. So when you're doing research, be vigilant, be, be careful, be mindful of what you're getting into and just make sure that uh, the people that are providing these services, when you do, if you check them out, just, just, you know, be careful. You don't want to get scammed. You don't want to get tricked or uh, made 
to falsely believe in something that isn't really part of your your life at the moment or in the future. And on top of that, you you actually worked at a shop on the south shore of Long Island this summer. Um, how was that experience? How was um, that experience as a tarot reader in, in that shop? It's very wonderful, I have to say. Um, as a whole, I learned a lot about myself as a reader. I learned a lot about the people who typically come in for readings. And I learned how to better communicate things to other people as well, especially harder topics like divorce um, and illness. It's, it's hard to, to tell people about that stuff. So I only worked there for the summer because the person who owns the shop um, was closing the shop due to personal reasons. Um, essentially, she felt it was time for her to do so and to move on with her life so that she can do some things that she really wanted to do as she's getting older. Um, but during the time that I was there, um, I ran into a good amount of people who really did need the help um, and the guidance and were open to receiving it, which was very um, gratifying in a way that I was able to provide the service for them and that they were receptive to it and that we could work together to figure out the best possible solution for them. Um, then I had other people who were somewhat more resistant. Um, they essentially came in with an idea of what they wanted to hear from the readings, which isn't very uncommon because you have readers who will tell people what they want to hear which is very unfortunate because it doesn't help people. But I had people come in and it was obvious they wanted to hear something. And I'm personally not the type of person who would want to tell someone something just to make them feel better. I'd rather tell them the truth. So I've, a lot of the readings would involve relationship advice or um, personal mental health, um, mental stability questions. And they would ask me questions. I would give them answers. And then they would ask more questions because they didn't necessarily like the answer that was given. And, you know, to be fair, when you're walking into a reading and you really don't, don't know what to expect, it can be a little bit upsetting to hear certain things. Um, so it's important to have an open mind with the readings that you get. But um, I also had some really um unfortunately rude people come in and get readings from me too um some who were readers themselves who really just wanted to show off to me in the form of a reading some people who really didn't want to hear what i had to say and that's expected to have some people like that but that didn't really drown out all of the good experiences that i had so i was very thankful to have that sort of experience with other people so that I have a better understanding of who I am as a reader. And you're right. You know, like you ran into and encountered people that were not necessarily open-minded or they just wanted to kind of poke at you and see, see where your skills are and kind of just, you know, show off what they've done with their, you know, practices. But like, like you said, the pra the experience that you got, 
through this summer has, you know, given you a scope of where you are right now and your potential is, you know, unlimited. It's going to go further and further. So I wish you luck with that. I really do because it's something that um, I didn't have the opportunity to, to go this summer, but uh, one, one of these days, Ryan, one of these days, you're hearing it live, you know, you're hearing it live. Like one of these days I'll definitely, you know, meet up with you and, you know, check one of your services out because I feel like sometimes you kind of need a, a different insight, a different perspective on things regarding your life and your future. And we all get caught up in just, you know, keeping it tunnel vision at times. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So. And speaking of summer, right? I know you you went abroad to Europe this summer, right? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I went um, to Germany on vacation to visit one of my friends, which was a very wonderful experience. And I think it was something that I needed to do um, before I locked myself into grad school because grad school can be very time consuming. Um, yeah, it was it was really a wonderful experience to visit my friends, experience a new culture, experience new foods um and it helped me learn a lot of things about myself too so do you feel like it was well needed much needed definitely especially since it might be a little while before i'm able to do something like that again so um i'm very happy that i was able to do that and i really thank my friends who let me stay with them i thank them like every day for allowing me to stay with him and to share all those experiences with him because I really had an amazing time. Well, shout out to your friend, whoever that may be. <laughs> shout out to to Ryan's friend in Germany who gave <laughs> a chance to experience a wonderful time with culture and relaxation and just just to get away. You know, you know how hectic it could be on Long Island. Yeah. Um, so just a shout out to my friend. His name is Jan Faber. Um, he's a German artist. He does commissions of various things. He's a, he, I've seen his artistic scope grow over time. He was already a good artist when I met him, but he's gotten so much better. So on Instagram, he is Fabrum's Mind. Um, he also has a Tumblr, which is, um, Wonderboy in German. Let me see if I will butcher this. Wunderknab. I think um, that's him on Tumblr. And um, you can also check him out on Facebook as Jan Fabrum. Um, again, wonderful, wonderful artist. And um, you should check him out. Just plugging it in. Just plug it in, you know? Plug it in, plug yeah. it in. Um, so, speaking of shout outs, I want to shout out Ryan for being a guest on the Rewinding Minute, the first guest. Very exciting. On, and basically on topics that I don't think that many people in that niche audience may know. But uh, uh, what are your some of your what are your, some of your background if, like contact information handles and stuff like that? Sure. So um, I have Twitter and Instagram. I also have an email that people can contact me at. All of that is Brave Directions, which is my brand name. Um, so you can find me on Instagram as Brave Directions, as well as Twitter 
I'm more active on Instagram. Um, if email is something that's more comfortable for you, then you can email me at bravedirections at gmail.com. Um, I'm, I'm still currently, um, stationed on the island, but I, but when it comes to, um, tarot card readings, I can do those over the web as well. So if any of you who don't happen to live around me or are interested in readings, um, we could set up appointments for that too. And if you, and if anyone listening has any questions for me personally, you can also contact me um, on any of those platforms, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that I haven't answered for you today. That's wonderful. Ryan will make those, you know, quote unquote house calls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I will put since depending on what platform you're listening to this podcast, I will post all the detailed information on the website, therewindingminute.com. You will see Ryan's contact information in regarding to his email, Instagram, Twitter. That will be on a section on the website just because it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to really remember and just, you know, play this back. So that, that will be a feature on the website where I will have guests, you know, you know, featured on the website on a, and it'll give a better chance for um, people to go check them out. Because this, this podcast is really about the guests. You know, it's, it's a rewinding minute because I want to be able to catch up with people that I encountered in my life. And I want to be able to spread their stories and their experiences with other people. It's all a network. You know, it's all a network at the end of the day. And um, I just I'm excited for you, Ryan, because you have a lot on your plate, but once you finish what's on that plate, it's going to be worth it in the end. So yeah, that's, it's exciting. You know, you're a busy man um, with a lot of, you know, hope and potential and just all these things that we just talked about for the past 41 minutes have been really, really something that I think people need to be informed about. They don't have to be interested or necessarily check it out but i think it's something that adds to your life because knowledge is power right ryan knowledge is power knowledge is absolutely power and you know what you know you know a person ryan is a person that you can seek out and if if you are interested and you want to be in touch with ryan to make a new friend or just get a sense of what these areas are and a hold of his services the information will be available and um, check out no, definitely check out the Instagram. This is this is this is not sponsored by Ryan. This is this is a sponsor from me. Check out the Instagram. Check out the Instagram because when you look at those tarot cards, when you look at Ryan's posts on Instagram, you will be captivated by what these cards are. Whether you've seen them or not, you'll be like, man, what is up with this? And you want to check it out. So um, that's that's just me shouting you out because I really like the design of um your instagram and the cards and each uh post has a description about what they mean and how they affect your life and you know obviously all these hashtags hashtags are important so hashtag ryan cleary (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe that's that that could be a real hashtag i don't know there could be a bunch of you with the same names i don't know i haven't checked it out 
But, I mean, Brian and Cleary are very common names, so I imagine it's out there. Don't check that person out. We're checking out Brave Directions, Ryan Cleary, okay? We're checking out Brave Directions, Ryan Cleary. Um, but yeah. uh, do you have any anything else to say? I mean, you've had a lot to say, but I, I'm open to more. But I just like to do things out of order. I don't necessarily like to be like, you know, everything's got to be a certain way in terms of, you know, uh, plugging in information or shouting out people. That could be done throughout the episode. But is there anything else you want to tell me or tell the guests? That um, yeah, I mean, um, nothing in particular, really. I mean, um, I guess if any other uh, people have questions, uh, I guess career-oriented questions about either computer science or psychology, especially since I'm studying mental health counseling and becoming a counselor in the future, if anyone has any questions about that career trajectory in either of those fields, I'm happy to answer them to the best of my knowledge. So um, you can still contact me at those um, through those avenues, and I'm happy to entertain any questions. You heard it first. You heard it first, guys. You heard it first. Uh, so is are do you have any? Before we end the podcast, um, I, I'm trying something new because typically I would, you know, say something funny or or what I think to be funny. But what what is something that you what's in your mind recently? If you had to quote something, whether it's your own quote or a quote that you have been, you know, familiarized with, what what would you want to say to the people? This is this is kind of a odd request but like what's a what's a quote what's a passage what's a summary what are some things you want to say to inspire to motivate to drive other people to continue doing what they're doing or inspire them to spark change in their life and to head to a brave direction <laughs> thanks for that um, <laughs> um the, the one thing that's really calling out to me right now um i know a lot of people say be yourself because, you know, um, that's something that's widely encouraged. And I guess people don't really know um, how to be themselves. When people are told that, it might be a little bit um, troublesome for some people to understand what that is. So really, um, I would ask that anyone listening should really know what that means to be yourself know do have experiences that teach you about yourself so that you can really formulate what it is that you like and what you don't like and really never stop asking questions about yourself about what's going on around you about the experiences that you're having because the questions really aren't more important than the answers and the questions that you ask as soon as you get that answer, that can lead to another question. And that will help expand your mind so much and help you open up to the possibilities around you. And something that Lydia, the shopkeeper um, that I worked under this summer, one of the things that she kept telling me as I was going through, you know, working preparing for grad school, so many other things that I've talked to her about, um, to 
not let fear stop you from anything. It's okay to be scared of things and to have fear when thinking about certain things, but it's also important to not let that stop you because if you let fear stop you, you may not let yourself experience much of anything in your life. So regularly question yourself about things and why things make sense to you and try not to be too scared of the answers that come about with that because um, usually those answers aren't going to break you. If you figure out what the answers to those questions are, usually you're ready to hear that answer. So Ryan, I thought I was going to add something to that, but I don't want to repeat what you just said because it was just well said. So I'm just going to be like, hey, just take Ryan's word for it, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank because you. Ryan knows what he's talking about. You know, I would, it's not, I don't, you got to trust the people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis. And whether it's friendship relationships to build trust, you got to give trust. And at the end of the day, you know, we're all, we're all here for each other, whether we like to believe so or not. So the next time you see Ryan virtually or in person, just be like, you did it, Ryan. Good job, man. That's, that's <laughs> Oh, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> that, yeah, I just, uh, that's why I kind of just let you take over because I'll say, I'll start saying random things and it'll just be like, you know, it, it, it goes nowhere when I start saying random things. So that's why the guest has the control of the episode. This has been episode five of the Rewinding Minute. I'm your host, Leon, and I was with special guest. Ryan Cleary. Thank, Thank you for listening. I hope you tune in to episode six at some point in the near future. But no, seriously, tidbit, check out Brave Directions. Come on. That, that, that's, a, that's a hell of a name. That's a hell of a name. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> you even got that handle. Like, how did, how did, like, how'd you register that? Anyway, anyway, I'm going to start ranting now. Good night, goodbye, good day, whenever you're listening to this. Take care. Bye. Listen to the Rewinding Minute with Leon Sheck. Only on Spotify and Anchor.